One woman. One man. Two two kids. kids, A dog. Over 20 years of sharing the ups and downs of life together. In a crazy town called Los Angeles. And yet we are still in love. You're listening to This Rom-Com Life. On this podcast, we discuss marriage, relationships, and everything else in between. Join us for an open, honest, and unapologetic journey. So she moved. I remember I ran into her years ago doing Pilates. And when she oh, lived yeah, closer, she somewhere else. Uh, Montanito. And then they yeah. moved to Old Agora. And now they're in Old Agora. Yeah. How's she doing? She's good. Busy. Uh, well, yeah, because American Idol is like full. She's yeah. like the big she wig. She is the showrunner. She's the big mm-hmm. wig, which mm-hmm. is insane, mm-hmm. right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, we get to, I get to take Leighton to her first taping. Oh, how fun. Do you stop to wait outside though and stuff when you're VIP like that because of Megan um, or do they? Not so know? long, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, so but fun. yeah, I do remember doing So that. when are you taking her? May 15th. And that's the first tape shows in LA? That I think they are going. Like, uh, and when, where, I think that's lot? one of the last, CBS. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hate yeah. that place. <laughs> that place is a gutter. <laughs> What a waste going there. At some point, it's going to fall so into fun. the ground, into the tar pits. All right. Well, that is so fun. I've always wanted to go to a taping. We might have to do a girls' night or something one of these days. Let's do it. I know. That's what we well, usually we do with the moms. You're going to tag along. Lamora's going to tag along. Well, now her kids are at Willow. Yeah. And so she probably gives all the tickets for the fundraisers and stuff now. Yeah, she right? That's so nice. done that. Nice. And to teachers, and it's been fun. Yeah, so... What a small world. Yeah. Little Megan a, turned a into town a in the huge, village. Yeah. Huge. It all comes back home. Well, let's get started. Danny, the man, how was your week? Pretty good. Pretty busy. Yeah. Finally working days, which was fantastic. So, and not working nights. That midnight shift crushed me. The and last sort of like a months. hybrid model, which a lot of companies are doing, like some days in the office, some days from home, which is nice. Right. Two days in. Three days at home. Nice. That was easy, so easier, a lot less traffic. We haven't actually done a podcast in a while. And I think the last thing I did last week was I was in Anaheim for the Natural Foods Expo, also known as Expo West. Next time you go, could you bring home some more food? You didn't bring enough home. <laughs> those it's 18 really, bags you brought home weren't enough. Well, it's pretty much for those people who don't know what Expo West is. A lot of people probably don't know. The only reason I do know is because I work for GoGo Squeeze. It's the largest food expo you could possibly ever imagine. Pretty much any and every product from drinks to food to vitamins to lotion, but really tons of food and beverage items. Any item you've ever seen in a Whole Foods, a Sprouts, even a lot of your normal grocery stores have booths. And it's where a lot of the buyers for the, you know, Costco or Target or the markets come to see the new products and meet the salespeople and make deals happen, introduce new products. And so all day long there, they're sampling hot food, pizzas, health food, whatever you can imagine, giving out samples and beverages, sparkling waters, regular water, granola bars, everything. And I am a whiz at knowing how to just thank you, thank you, thank you. And I come home with a truckload of food. That's amazing. <laughs> we, we have benefited from your yeah, go-go squeeze. Yeah, yeah donations in the past if your kids are still um want some i have a whole bunch in the garage and other other bars and stuff like that but anyways it it didn't happen last year though right it didn't happen for the the past couple of years of the pandemic i used to have to go and work for gogo squeeze because they would have two booths and i would manage the outside booth and the instrument this year i went um on my own as a host 
slash reporter. And I also did do some work for Go Go Squeeze too. And I looked at the trends and all, all kinds of stuff like that. Like every year it's really interesting to see what sort of the new fads or trends in, in health food are. And this year there were a lot of items with mushrooms. Oh. Ashwanga is a a lot of drinks that were functional benefits as well. Mm-hmm. Foods that had functional benefits in them as well. Uh, CBD. CBD was still a big one. Here was an interesting one that Dan was like, I don't get it. Non-alcohol alcohols. Oh. What's so, up with that? Why would you drink that? Um, I'm leaning towards wanting to go that route. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not, because you want to still enjoy a fun beverage in the evening and not wake up the next morning going, oh, I got to run yeah, my kids around we today. Yeah, I, I will let you try some. I brought some home, actually. Love it. The benefit of living in Southern California is on the last day or when some of the booths are closing up, they're like, because they can't take anything with them. It's too expensive to ship back to Chicago or Florida or wherever they might be from. They're like, take this. Here, you want the whole bottle? Take yes. the whole bottle. You want three bottles? Take them. Yes. Because literally whatever they don't use, they'll have to either ship back somehow, and that's too expensive. So I actually have some non-alcohol tequila and non-alcohol whiskey. Ooh. I did have a mocktail Maybe take one of each. Just talking there about both like, of those yeah, last night. There you go. And there's also non-alcohol beers, lots of hops. Which I actually thought tasted better than beer because I hate beer, and these oh. were not out. Yeah, that's why I will differ. give it a I'm try. I'm an IPA lover. Yes. You are. There you yes. go. You and my husband. You and Dan have a <laughs> lot. What's your in favorite IPA? What oh. is your go-to? Well, so last night we brought Pliny the Elder. Oh, wow! To the barbecue. Hard that's to find. Since, yeah, what, there was one left at Whole Foods. Wow, score. Sorry. Um, but I, if I really, really want something hoppy, Green Flash. Have you ever had Green yes, Flash? Yes, extremely. Of you have. Yeah. Yeah. Tried extremely night, hoppy. The brewery. Where's the brewery? San Diego. Really? Wow. That's worth a trip. Oh, yeah. We stayed over in a hotel after. Just, we right, had a whole party. Purposefully to go to that particular. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's nice. fun. Yeah. That's a good, nice uh What part nice of San Diego? That is a good question. I'm not sure, but oh. I'll get back to you or right. we'll Google. Okay. You know what? That's something for us to do. We're going to have to find that out. because well, yeah. we do have go. family in San Diego and we love San Diego. And now Elijah's been playing golf in San Diego, oh, too. Yeah. So, so we go. Stop. We were yeah. there last weekend for a golf tournament. One day in, one day out. Wow. Quick yeah. turnaround. Well, we were actually in Temecula, so like really north San Diego, almost Riverside County. Okay. We drove there in the morning and came back that night for a golf tournament. Gosh, these children and their right. They run our lives. For so. Us. I guess we should introduce who are we, our who beautiful guest. Who are we speaking guest. with right who now, Lima? I know. you mystery hear, guest? We have this amazing young lady with us today. Her name no, is Lauren Walsh. <laughs> Mrs. Walsh to some, but Lauren to us. Now, Lauren, we actually go way back. We didn't even realize how way back we went when we first met in many different ways. Yes. So let me start off. Well, actually, Dan, why don't you start off? When we first moved to Westlake... Oh, a good, how many years ago? 15, 16, 16 17 years, years ago. ago. Dan, we were at Coffee Bean and Dan said hi to a no, pretty young actually, girl. No, actually. Nope. World Market. I spotted Dan. Oh, that was later. Uh, I spotted Dan first at Coffee Bean, which is, I know, one of your faves. Yeah. I've seen you there before. I, Chad and I think we're just out looking at a house and we went to Coffee Bean and I was like, what's Dan Gallo doing in Westlake? Because Dan and I worked together at E. Like many era. moons ago, like in, 20 like 2001 years. 2001 to 2003. A lifetime yeah. ago. Yes. Yeah. So then later we met at our mutual friend's baby shower. Right. And that was love at first right. connection yes. and reconnection. Right. Because I knew your sister growing right. up. Right. And then you're and then you like, 
Oh, that's why Dan was out exactly. here. Yes. Yep. Small world. It's that, a small world. Right. A small city. Yeah. And you worked at E2, but we but we didn't know didn't each other. And you, and you were like, why would Dan Gallo from a different lifetime ago be in Westlake Village of all places? Yep. And Dan was like, why is Lauren Chandler here? <laughs> and it was like, I didn't even know who you were. He's like, yeah, we worked together at E. And lo and behold, now we're friends. And of course. All so, the good people find each other is what yes, I say. Eventually it all works out and yeah. we meet and we up again. we have so many mutual friends right. from yes. then too. Yes, Of course, yes. they're all yes. my favorite yes. people. And yes. And you, of course, introduced me to one of your best friends, Annie, who we love oh my so gosh. much. That's She's like, amazing. That was the biggest gift that you could have provided even to me as Aww. her best friend. Um, you know, just going through that journey and i know you guys had her on yeah and, and she's her so story, amazing but... and the gift that you gave was i we have a new friend annie who's amazing and all of that but anyways yeah but so. the, our connection is e-entertainment you didn't make much money i didn't <laughs> make much, i'm just saying in general all three of us in this room and everyone we that know there. you didn't make much money but it was a great experience it was the best yeah. i mean shout out to john wood who was still to this day like he the taught me why an amazing boss should be. And so I've had very high expectations guy. since then. Such and a just nice guy. all about connections and relationships and working hard. But when you love who you're working with and for, it, it doesn't, makes it never all felt like work. Difference. All the difference. It's always I, set the I bar agree. for me. I remember working there and I should not have left as early as I did. That's a whole other story. Thinking, how is this work? How did I get so lucky? Yep. Yes, I'm only making twenty one thousand yeah. dollars a year. <laughs> but man, the experience we got, the experience, every, the people we met, my husband. The, yeah, yeah, true. And the foundation of learning the business, right? Yes. And you had the opportunity. The only time I've ever been to the Playboy Mansion was through E News Daily. Too. Yeah. And that's the went. only way. I probably helped you book that. Probably. <laughs> and what an experience! And yes. I would have never had the chance. To oh yeah, yeah. I met Kobe Bryant. I met. Christina oh, yeah. Aguilera, all of these people, my little 21, 22-year-old self interviewing these people. Like, I had no business yeah. doing that. But I did. They, It was awesome, yeah. right? Working the, the red carpet shows yeah. and not always knowing who everyone was. That was before, yes. like, Google Images or anything, I think. Right. Well, before it started so to take I, Go get this person. I had limo. to. Like, I don't know who this is. No, see, I worked on the red carpet, but I had to prepare the note cards yes. for Beth and Melissa. Yes. Beth, not Beth. Melissa, Joan, and Joan, Joan, sorry, Joan, Joan Rivers, Rivers. Beth, Joan Rivers, and her daughter Melissa. So I actually got to know those people because we had to prepare these huge cards with everybody's information on yes. them, like that we would have to Google and use IDM, IMDB in its yep. early format. So I would have to try and know those people yep. and, and then give the them the cards. Who had to bring those people onto the red them and be like, and bring them this to is Joan right. and Melissa, and some people. Happily went, and some people didn't want to see her. Refused. Like what? Oh, refused. Tell us like the story. would not go see her. Um, I believe my most clear recollection of that was Susan Sarandon telling me that she was not going to talk to that. <clears throat> wow. Really? You could yeah. say it. That. Yeah. Bi. Oh, I don't really remember. Oh. It, it may have been that. Or worse. Nasty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She had nothing. She didn't want to do anything with her. Nope. She didn't want to talk nope. to her. Period. No. Nope. But then others were lining up. But oh, it depended yeah. who they were, right? Yeah. Sometimes we had to say, oh, these are, you know, pre-booked. You're going to have to wait if they were more like... they were, People would pre-book to speak no, with Joe. No, no. told them oh, okay. that because they were more important. needed them to wait oh, gotcha. and we saw someone else was coming. Oh, there. wow. Yeah, it was very... That's an art. Very strategic. Wow. And, and I got to be that That's person. That's fun. Making, so you, know, you saw some big names. Oh, yeah. 
Like who? Oh, I mean, N- Elton name John drop. and P. Diddy. <laughs> um, really? J-Lo? Oh, yeah. Was that J-Lo, the... I don't remember. I worked, so I was in the TV talent booking Okay. Vision, so I got to work um, Golden Globes, Emmys, um, I'm trying to think. Paula Abdul, that was <gasps> a big deal to me as a dancer. Um, yeah, I mean, so many people. But remember, it was only 2001 to 2003. Right. So it, it was not what yeah. my passion was, but like I said, it really it was... taught me just about, you know, when you love who you're working with and, you, and you're treated well and you, you work hard for them, no matter right. if you love it. But then I was able to shift to doing more of what, you know, I was meant to do with my life. Still and evolving relationships. What is it? What and is what is, is that? that? What's your passion uh, now, Lauren? So what I have learned to do through the years is really to narrow my focus to um, teaching not only kids how to read, but teaching teachers and families how to support their children in learning how to read. And specifically, even narrowing it down to like the missing piece of instruction, which was missing in my own classroom. So that piece is phonemic awareness, and it is sometimes new to even educators to really know how to explicitly teach that. But um, I taught second grade and third grade in Santa Monica. My last year in the classroom, I was in kindergarten, and it was that year that I realized, I don't think I really know how to teach these little ones how to read. And so that journey led me to become a literacy coach in Malibu and later a reading specialist at Willow, where I got to not only talk the talk, but, you know, put it to practice and actually, you know, start teaching um, phonemic awareness, which is, I call it reading with your ears. So it's manipulation of sounds linked to print eventually, but first and foremost, just kids really understanding how language is broken down, how how sentences are broken down into words, how words can be broken down into syllables, and then how words can also be broken down into those individual sounds. So eventually, k, at, just auditorily, then you can link it to print. Yeah, now we're going to use that skill of phoneme segmentation, and you can use that. You have that foundation to now read with your eyes. Huh. So it's that that I'm the most passionate about and have decided to now, you know, become a consultant and train teachers across the country how to do that knowing it was that missing piece and then generally you know just teaching teachers about best practices and evidence-based instruction the whole picture of teaching kids how to read so it's called phonemic awareness so that narrow focus is phonemic awareness yeah okay and so do you work you studied this obviously and became yeah a a reading specialist a reading specialist and so now what do you do so now the one curriculum um, that I used to teach and intervene with kiddos um, who, who had that as a missing piece is called Hegarty Phonemic Awareness. And Hegarty um, is a curriculum company. So now I train teachers, whether it's virtual or sometimes in person, that's coming back now, um, how to utilize this particular curriculum. But more than that, how to you know lift these routines off the page and just apply them in life right to help them have that foundation of being able to read through words break apart words not just guessing wait so what if somebody wanted to learn or recommend to their teacher or their school or their tutor because maybe they think it would be important how would they find out about Hegarty or you what how would they do that Hegarty is um, a really popular curriculum and they have a website how's it spelled um h-e-g-g-e-r T-Y. So we can clap out the syllables. Okay, do it. Heg or T, right? Right, okay. <laughs> or we can do the phonemes, the individual sounds. H-E-G-E-R-T-E. 
right? Like this is what gets me excited now. Like, <laughs> I love it. Been red carpet, but this is it. This for is, me. This this is, is your, amazing. Your passion. I love it because you're so passionate. Pretty quickly. And if they're taught how to do that explicitly, then they do pick it up. But a lot of times, as I admitted, as a kindergarten teacher, I knew that it was a thing. I just didn't know how to teach that. But as soon as I learned how to teach it, and then got to practice coaching teachers and seeing the you know results in classrooms and then my own students that I um, worked with in intervention it many times was really all they needed and then they were on their Off way. they go mm-hmm. and how, how new is this technique has it been around for a so decade has, or so it has been around really since like 2000 um, in the national reading panel was this like you know federal panel that was brought together to really get this information out there but that shows you how long it takes for research to, you know, get into practice. And a lot of um, schools and districts and even states kind of have their own, you know, um, independence in selecting programs. And some programs have it laid out really well and some don't. And so that's why Hegarty really is just a supplement that you can bring in if needed. So each state has their own technique or way of even teaching kids how to well, read, right? Well, I think... There, there are standards that we, we all know, you know, the stigma sometimes related to the common core standards, right? So these foundational skills, phonemic awareness being one of them, is within the standards. It's just that some teachers, as I, that's why I always start with me. I knew what the standards were. I knew that was a thing. I just didn't know how to teach it. So the way it comes out into practice just ends up looking different from state to state, from district to district, right? So unless you have kind of a common goal and and literacy coaches, you know, in Santa Monica, Malibu, they, they one year had 12 of us, like we are getting this information out there. And then I got to move districts and then, you know, bring it elsewhere. And, and now, do you find resistance from teachers or so are most of them open to it? With this particular piece, no. And that is the, what I, that's why I've narrowed it down because I knew it was for me. With this particular piece, it, it had, it was at the time that I saw it spreading this is before the pandemic. I called it, or I, I think I read too, that really great practices, they should spread like healthy viruses. Oh, hell. <laughs> now I say that and I cringe, but it is what happens because for so many teachers, they were just like me and me sharing, being vulnerable and sharing that like, hey, I wasn't doing it either, but look what happens when you bring it in. So this particular piece, I have not seen a lot of resistance because no matter what you know program you're using, it, it, it does not take a lot of time and it's just kind of fine-tuning what we're doing to unlock reading with our eyes, right? So that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's kind of the easiest fix, really, um, to enhance a curriculum. But I do think, yes, overall, like wider practices shift, shifting from more of like what they call a whole language approach. Just give kids lots of books. Read. The more they read, the more they'll learn. That is a little bit you know more of an outdated practice but still is out there and so moving teachers towards more of a structured literacy approach that's where you do get sometimes resistance if what they've taught for so many years yeah they don't want to change they don't and it's what they learned in teacher prep programs so i've been able to narrow my focus and i I took um, a course or a program at usc and then was asked to teach a course after that foundational um, you know, foundations of reading instruction. And I said, I would love to. Can I incorporate more about phonemic awareness and the science of reading and structured literacy? And I was able to. And so that that has, again, just been my way that I've 
narrowed my focus but widened my reach and now get to work for Hegarty and also um, AIM Institute, which I'm just starting. I've been onboarding, but I'm starting this week. They're based in Philadelphia, but again, pandemic helped to turn everything virtual and I can train teachers now in Florida. Wow. And I come in to coach them through this digital platform they go through for the course. And then on Thursday, I come in just for an hour on Zoom to break it down and, okay, what did you learn about oral language? And I love Later it. Later on, wow. will be phonemic awareness. So, yeah. Look how passionate you are. Yeah. I, I love it. You, if they could only see my your hands, no, but, my but hands even when we've <laughs> talked about this several times in the past, you yes. know, for the past few years, you know, everything that you've been doing, everything you've been learning, you're so amazingly passionate about it and like helping others. It's beautiful. I'm so Thank proud of you. you. Like, it's Aww. just is beautiful to watch. Thank Don't you agree? You. I totally agree. Do you find that kids pick it up easier than? the older way of reading so the older way of reading really some kids can still pick it up that way right that's what's important to understand is teachers especially in areas where maybe parents can supplement with tutoring or right like the core instruction can not be as structured and some kids will just read naturally pick it up because they kind of internalize those patterns and, and figure it out themselves but most kids need something more explicit than that. So that's why, like, just putting that out first and foremost, you catch anyone who you might not even know is going to struggle later on. But the biggest piece with phonemic awareness is there's this window from ages four to seven, and that's the prime time where they you can really, really shape this. After that, it's a little harder to, like, go backwards and teach it. You still have to kind of unlock that for them, but that's why, you know, that early... Um, strengthening core instruction so like that's the whole class right strengthening that first and foremost with something like adding in phonemic awareness is going to prevent those difficulties of the kids who otherwise may be referred for more and then of course first and foremost when i got those kiddos that's what i zoomed into to look at first and if that was an area of need if they were in kinder first grade that's what i would hit first and many times like i said they were on their way so now you've because you're so passionate about this and you've studied taking all the courses, you are really creating a whole new, not career, because you've always been in this field, but you're creating your own business, right? Yes. And that, well, and I think what I should say too is it sounds like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, but actually what I've done is stayed aligned to my values and narrowed that focus so that I can be mommy too, because that's what the pandemic taught me is I, it was hard for me to work full time and still be mommy. I had one in virtual school, one whose preschool was closed the whole year. And so I kind of was, you know, I had to make that decision of, well, what what can I do that's going to stay aligned to what I want to get out there, but allow me to actually be part-time. So I am very part-time. It doesn't sound like it, but but I, I do have my mornings where I can still drop the girls and pick them up and zoom them around after school because I can be virtual. Like, do a Zoom a day at, when at the busiest, and it's during the school day, right? It's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I yeah. think is awesome because you solved for that by becoming a specialist and narrowing your field and saying, hey, this is amazing, something that can help other people, other teachers, other schools, other parents, and you honed in on that and are now able to make your life more balanced too. Yes, exactly, and I can choose, you know um, – with other outside stuff that now is coming in, you know, I, I, I'm honest with them. I, I tell them, well, I can give you some avenues, right? We can go the Hegarty way. We can, I can 
and help you get lined up with a an organization that will train your teachers more widely or I can customize something for you and kind of expecting them to want to go with something more developed and they're like no we we want you and so it feels good ah, so that's awesome now yeah do that on my own too right um but I also have to slow my roll as right Chad my husband sometimes reminds me it's like so this is part-time but now three part-time jobs right are turning out to be a full right 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 because he always sees me working but appreciate um he always says as long as you love what you're doing because he also sees my yes. passion it's like as long as you love it like you keep going you, do you and i as long as i can you know get through this mommy chapter because how old know, are the girls now five and nine. Oh my yeah. gosh so yeah so tatum is tk okay and leighton is third grade wow yeah that's, and they're yeah. both still dancing? They're both still dancing. Leighton has a showcase today. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, because you're an amazing dancer, too. Well, so apples don't fall far from the tree. Yeah. We, but... we had no idea until Brian's party. And then we saw you. Know, wow. Lauren can dance. Yes. What a show you put on. If people know me from a party, typically the dance floor is involved. If not, I'll sometimes right, create right, one. Right, right, right. Yes. No, I love it. Yeah. Wait, and how did you and Chad, your husband, meet? So we actually met... Um, out here in LA at a Badger, Wisconsin Badger football viewing party in Hollywood when I had just graduated. He had just moved out here. He was a couple years um, older than me. So we both went to University of Wisconsin, but didn't meet until we were out here. And we were just friends for a while. It's when I was at E. And um, even though I loved E, loved Dan Gallo, you know, there were nice men out there. I saw that, right? right? But I just, I really missed the Midwest and just the mentality. So yeah. I actually moved to Chicago always kind of having you know a thing for chad my going away party i i boldly said why have we never dated you know? <laughs> and so the rest is history i uh, could keep uh, asking if i was going to talk about it uh, yeah, it's yeah. a rom-com and i said no no they want to know i love it so wait so you moved to chicago <laughs> but kept in touch with chad yeah, we did long distance yeah and where's he from originally from green bay around green bay wisconsin wow yeah. uh, yeah. oh i love that and story. then i i love that you guys love to go to pass uh Los Olivos or yes. Paso Robles, right? Yeah, yeah. And anywhere like that. Yes, we've done both in the past. I know. But sometimes we have just gone up for the day right. to Los Olivos and just get out of town. And Have you been to Temecula? I have been there, yes. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while, but I should I should. Is it known as it wine out. country? No. I don't think <laughs> To me, it wouldn't I be like on Dan. the top No, three. We have an ongoing debate. Yeah. I was like, wine country refers to Napa. Napa Valley is what I think of wine country, right? Yeah. And then we have Los Olivos and Paso Robles, but that's not like wine country. That Those are wineries, but you wouldn't call it wine country, would you? Yeah, wine country is I Napa Valley. Like Napa, yeah. Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because maybe it's like wines. Country wine, state wine, wine area. Town. How about wine area? <laughs> she said she didn't want me to sound like a fool, so I should quit. I was saying like, let that. me educate you. So I to throw it out there and see what he you likes thought. to throw that back in my face anytime he. I don't you know sound something. Uneducated, Danny. Well, I, think, I mean, wine is just you great. Yeah. Going to be great wherever you have it. Yeah. So if yeah. you can go somewhere dedicated to right. that experience, right. we are very lucky here in Southern California where we could just drive an hour and a half basically exactly. and be in wine areas and not. Not have to fly or whatever. It's right. really lucky to do that. So yeah. fun. I have a quick question. Yeah. So, well, it's more of a comment. Okay. Could you tell us what you do for Chad on Father's oh, Day? No. Oh, my God. I he love told this. Me, you know. Oh, my I God. Love, but I think other uh, 
families, families wives. would love to hear that. Okay. And husbands would love and to hear that. And how this came about. And Chad probably would approve of this part. Of okay, the cool. If he's Chad to approved. Um, especially because Father's Day is, you know, It is coming. So right. So this means that I will likely commit once again to my <laughs> annual lawn mowing tradition where, you know, Chad is our gardener. So um, he And one of the few people I know, he does his own grass. Yes. He mows his own Again, lawn. a Midwesterner at heart. I love he, that. He may not like that I shared that, but it's something Good to be for proud him. of. It is. Right? We, we've talked about it with yeah, him. Yeah. I've chatted with him. Yep. And so I can't say it's been every Father's Day. Okay. I will be clear on that. But now I probably should commit to every Father's Day. And Chad gets to put his feet up and watch... Me maneuver that. Tell us what it's you gotten do. easier through the years. Um, so what, what what do you do? Well, it's like the pole kind, right? So it's, you mow the lawn on Father's Day. Yes. And the actual lawn outside house. So you your mow house. the entire lawn yes. and, and Chad sits outside and he drinks and a beer times and watches. Neighbors come and like cheer me on. <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> over this year. Let me know what time you're gonna do it. I'd like to come over okay. and watch. You so, are you are cordially invited and to cheer you along. What does he do for you for Mother's Day? Does he cook oh, dinner? Oh, I mean No, he's a good husband. He's the best, yeah. I mean Mother's Day every year is Different. Uh, and then my mom's here in Westlake oh, right. too, right? So, so that, you also but, have to take care of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True. When I first met that guy, we went on a hike with yes. Brian, and I said, "This is a good he's guy," and he's not from here. Not that yeah, you're, exactly. just because you're not from here, but <laughs> well, he's you a Midwest to be East not Coast from here guy. Yeah. Midwest, Midwest. I definitely yeah. felt I, I'm from the East Coast. He's from the Midwest, but I definitely felt like this guy is. Salt I feel of the earth. I get more Midwest vibes from you too. I'm just oh yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh can kind of fall. That's Drop, true. Falls, I mean, it's East Coast for sure hours, That's right? True. Three One hours of my best friends from sounding, college is from Pittsburgh, and am, she's. I'm sounding so uneducated never. again. No, right? no, no, never, never. You're educated. But I, I just, I do consider Pittsburgh. Temecula East Coast. is not wine country, okay, honey? Okay, let's move on. From that. <laughs> you, but you're I the Chad, one that keeps bringing it up. Chad is, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good, he's a good guy. guy. Really, really good guy. You guys very belong lucky. together. Yes, yes. yes. Very, and he's lucky, lucky as well. Do you guys oh, have a you. movie, uh, a rom com movie you guys flip around or a go to movie? Or you. First, you. Maybe Chad's is different. What's your rom com? I would have thought that through before a rom-com movie i mean chad is like he he's he, a romantic he's guy like a fletch dumb and dumber like these are these are the he's a dude of his dude mouth. right yeah. of course a rom-com i pictured him more like runaway bride no he, he definitely woman. leaves that to me 16 I'm candles like father of the bride oh good one um, yeah you like that one too i did i paid money for that movie yeah. in the theater yeah but I, I don't know i'm gonna have to ask chad what his would be we definitely and what are yours Aside from Father, Father of, the of the Bride, I mean, Pretty Woman. See. I'm thinking of like as a kid, my father, the hero. Do you remember that? No, Gerard Depardieu. Oh yes, I did yeah. see that. Yes. Were they on a beach? Yes. Yeah. That was like my sister and I dreamed oh. of you know one day. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I remember that one. That was a that was that a was classic. a good one. Yeah, but of course, Sixteen Candles and. Pretty Woman. I well, mean, Sixteen Candles. Dirty Dancing. Rom-com? Like, hello. <gasps> dirty these, Dancing. And I'm talking about childhood. We watched all of these. And, and you, you guys did childhood. those moves. You practiced those moves. <laughs> oh, not only practice. I've I've executed those moves not once but twice in my really once at Agora High's lip sync. I was Patrick Swayze, and I lifted <laughs> my friend as baby. <laughs> we got first. Wow. Place and then at uh, Franklin Follies. That was the elementary school that I worked at in Santa Monica. We had a big teacher show every year and 
another kindergarten teacher. He was baby, and I was Patrick once again. And he was baby, and you looked oh, yeah. at him. I love it. Some support on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so cute. That's pretty That's impressive. A that's a yeah. Wish we had video for that. I, I have it. I'll send it to you. Okay. When I come over to watch you mow the lawn, I'd like to see that exactly. afterwards. I have multiple, multiple talents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> last question. Uh, where do you see this this job going? Well, I mean, just... What was the end result? What, where, where do you want to get to with it? I think, of course, first and foremost, it's just knowing the impact it has, you know, on the, the kids that it reaches, right? So uh, training teachers who then are teaching kids, I think... The, the biggest impact would be increasing literacy rates across the country, right? And just having a small part in that. Um, but for me personally, I think, you know, just having that that balance that I found, if I can just keep doing what I'm doing, it's not like I have an end goal for it. I, I just, I know that I need that mommy balance and um, getting to do what I love, even in a smaller time frame. Um, and at the same yeah. time, reach as many kids as you can to get them yeah. to read. Yeah. That's the, yeah. that's the point and, of this. And I do, I do miss being with the kids, right? Because that's first and foremost yeah. what got me into it. And so, you know, maybe eventually if I can get back into classrooms and, and model for the teachers. Because the virtual things have been amazing, but it is still, In person. You know, it's I, still I click different. off the Zoom and I'm like, uh, it's still ah, keep, keep in touch. Ah, I love right? that. So that connection is missed I'm see sure. it really in action so what's yeah. the biggest lesson we can take today from lauren is really if you have a passion yeah i you mean can be happy everyone says do what you love right find what you love but yeah you can you can do what you love and you don't, also don't have to you know drive yourself crazy doing it right, right. having to check yourself and and pivoting pivot kickball change pivot you know include those passions but on a smaller scale with a wider reach that's kind of my Amazing. thing aligned to my values and narrowing the focus with a wider reach and this even this helps to do that too. to get the word yes. out and do it i love it you're always welcome back uh to do that and yeah. we'd love to hear more but again i think that's a great lesson for all of us moms dads parents people out there is you might just need to pivot a little but that's okay yeah. and you might even be happier than you knew you could be i love it Thank you for Thanks, coming. Lauren. Oh, we appreciate it. Me. Thanks for coming. We'll Good see to Father's see you. Day. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. <laughs> Maybe before. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>